The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, 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 everyone out there in listening land. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and you are listening to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Uh, we just, we've had amazing shows in the past, you know, some pop, very filled uh, podcast now that uh, are on Unity Online Radio, right? With all this enlightenment and information, and I've had, you know, a couple of special guests just always bringing you some good info. Well, 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 there is no comparison as to what I will be presenting today for you, for all the listeners that... I guess in all the years that I've been working, I've had such a great opportunity to meet the most unbelievable people. I kind of feel, and I've told you, you attract to you um, who you are, what you believe about yourself. So I am, I've been so fortunate in my work to have attracted the most incredible people into my life. Well, having attracted today's special guest stands me above everything else because this person that I'm about, this gentleman that I'm about to introduce you to is is more than just, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of spiritual speakers and authors out there and, you know, and they're great. They're amazing, you know, fabulous. This gentleman, if if the world could plug into this gentleman, Tesla himself, could never have created such an energy force on this planet as this gentleman has created within himself. He could power the world just based on his energy. And that's while he's sleeping. When he's awake, the universe lights up. And I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not saying that because I have a special guest. It's because it's the truth, and you will hear it. You will feel it. All of you who are listening today are very fortunate because you will be plugging into this gentleman unconsciously and consciously. He will fill your reserve tank. Remember I always talked about creating a spiritual bank account, okay? Well, there are definite ways of really filling that account so you can depend on it during any type of crisis mode. Well, I will absolutely assure you that my guest, Michael, today 
is going to fill your bank account and plenty of reserve. So we're going to talk. We're going to bring him on momentarily. Okay. I just want to get a little business out of the way because I need him doing most of the speaking today. Oh, and it, it just uh, remember I told you that I have had the opportunity to connect with all different animals on this planet, and one of them was a rooster. Well, it was Michael's rooster, and I am so anxious to find out how Ruru Ru is was and and you know he trans I think they moved and we'll talk about that and hopefully he's doing well. We're going to bring that up, boy. I'm telling you, this rooster is very fortunate to have such an incredibly loving person owning him. So we're going to get to Michael real quick, but I just want let's just some notes. We're coming into the month of May. The month of May, every month has been a celebration month. There has been always something in every single month so far for us humans to remember about ourselves and to celebrate, right? So in April, it was about Passover and passing over the negative side of life and renewing who you are, the connection with your God source, with spirit, that Christ within you, which is what Christ means, man with God or humankind with God. So that's what was April was about. Now May, May, what do we have? The special holiday in May is Mother's Day coming up, right? Why Mother's Day? Okay, so only the mothers of the world can celebrate. No, that's that's not it. Yes, it's absolutely necessary to remember your mother, but it's about the nurturing, mothering aspect of each and every one of us to celebrate and to remember. And that has been externalized by having mothers. So it's not just a mother kind of holiday. It's about the mothering and the nurturing that we're all capable of. And of course, we direct it towards the mothers because it's the easiest way of seeing that nurturing is through motherhood. So I'll be talking throughout May on different subjects of that nurturing aspect and what we need to celebrate about ourselves that is capable of nurturing, that's capable of tapping into that spiritual side, that emotional side, that intuitive side, that creative side. That's all the right brain, the female, the divine feminine. That's what's coming up in the month of May. So we will be getting to that. But 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 listen, I, I just this gentleman is just like you have to go to inspire nation show dot com inspire nation show dot com in order to get all the wonderful tidbits about him and his wife Jessica who oh she's amazing too she's unbelievable they're both unbelievable together and and she definitely is a grounding root for him this guy would fly higher than a kite if there wasn't somebody holding on to his string but i know what that feeling is like He's unbelievable. He's originally uh, from Massachusetts, you know, uh, which is fabulous. So he's an East Coaster and a Yankee. So I absolutely can relate to him in that way. Um, and uh, he also went to um, Catholic high school. I, I actually went to Catholic elementary school for three years. So we have that 
those scars in common, <laughs> and I say scars for sure, because if you ever went to Catholic school, you know exactly what I mean. Um, Jesus isn't the only one that winds up getting crucified. Uh, he did physically, but then for some reason, the nuns expected to be able to crucify every child that was in school <laughs> with with them. And so it, it, I, I just heard this. This guy is like a a country traveler. He's he's got to get around, and and you'll you'll realize why when you talk with him. It's and he just told me he bought an incredible RV, and he's going to be well. I'm going to let him talk all about that. He's taking his show on the road. I, I just I can't wait until he does, and maybe one day I, you know I can have the honor of being at one of those shows. It'll be amazing. But he's, he's he even has an MBA in computer information systems. Okay, so you would think this is a left-brained IT person. Oh, God, he is so far from it, which is the proof that you don't have to get stuck in your left brain. The whole purpose of your left brain is to be able to use it, to be able to use it in your function, in your life. So it's not all about just left-brain thinking. This guy is an intuitive, he's an, an inspirational, so he can have both. How wonderful. A spiritual IT person. Isn't that incredible? I would love that, you know? He also has a BS in political science. So, boy, oh boy, would I have loved to pick his brain over the past four years and during all those elections and everything. Okay? Um, and, and, and then get this. Wait, wait. Okay, so we got to throw this in here. Okay, I know he's listening and he's laughing right now because he... It's just, you don't think I'm talking about a human. You're, you're going to think I'm talking about one of those human-made robots, right? He trained at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs for cycling and speed skating. What I can, I've got to check to see if he's really human or if he's just an incarnate angel of some kind over here because this guy is unbelievable. Now, now what's cool and another link that we have, even I mean, I absolutely you've heard me talk about the Council of Aliens that have been communicating with me, right? And so, and I have seen at a distance UFOs, right? Well, guess what? He, he was there when there was a UFO over in New York City, over at the Statue of Liberty. And there, a, a, about a million people had seen that one. And he was there and saw it right there in person. Unbelievable. So he's got so many different achievements here. Please just go to his website and, and read it. Like I said, inspirationshow.com and read about him. Because he just, it will take an entire show just listing all the wonderful things and such an incredibly inspiring, energetic person. May I introduce to you and have the joy of introducing, and I would love to be able to call him my friend, Michael Sandler. Michael, I can't believe you took the time out to be on my show today. Thank you so much for giving me that time. Welcome. Welcome to Stop Stopping Yourself. Thank you, Vincent. And and uh, uh, from our entire Inspire Nation team, uh, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank uh, you. Uh, Michael, okay. 
So I know you get the same questions over and over and over again, but I do I do have to ask you. You're you're an eclectic form of what humans are capable of achieving in basically one form. Okay. But I need to ask you, what got you on a spiritual path? What started this whole thing for you and Inspire Nation? What started that for you? It was it's a brilliant question, Vincent. I mean, it was always in there, but it wasn't um, it wasn't at the forefront. But if you look back, I like to say to look and pull the golden thread of your life and see what's there. I can see from my earliest days, the day I knocked my first tooth out at five years old, slipping on a Fisher Price toy. I was thinking about consciousness and and uh, if my parents leave the house, do they still exist? Do I still exist? What is existence? And then going, like you said, I went to uh, Catholic nursery school, Hebrew kindergarten, um, Catholic high school, what was it, uh, Unitarian uh, junior high. And, and then I dated a, um, a Navajo girl uh, just after coming out of college. And, and all of these pieces kind of fit together as kind of a tapestry that started to suggest there's something more to this existence. And I have had several... We might get into it. I've had two near-death experiences. I've had several other very serious accidents. The first, racing bicycles in Europe, trying to make it to the Tour de France, where a uh, safety official waved me through a blind turn. He was so excited to see the American. Waved me through a blind turn into an oncoming car and ended my racing career at the time. And I thought, God is dead. There is no God. It turns out Many years later, about six and a half, seven years later, after pain center, after pain center and working on PTSD and stuff, that that was actually divine guidance. Once that started to click, I was diving deep into meditation. I was going into myself. I was going into the woods and going into the silence. And that's where things really started to take off to that next level. And I I fully got. It had started with the, the Native American church through, through the Navajo reservation, but I fully got that I, you, everyone, first off, we're all one, but we're spiritual beings having that human existence. Wow. I, that, your soul, well, I'll ask you, instead of me assuming that, do you think that your soul planned all of that so that you would have all of that information to now be sharing with the world? Do you feel that was part of a soul contract for you? Or do you feel that that by chance or the way of your early beginnings that it led you in those directions? What, what's your feeling about that? It's a great question, Vincent. I would say it was a cosmic setup. So, and, and, and I have some internal proof is the best that I can come up with. I believe we're all being cosmic set up for our highest good, for the highest good of all. For myself, and, and, and I did grow up. I mean, I got the MBA. I got the second degree in computers. I got the poli sci. That part of the brain was cranking and going. But what was also happening is, as Louise Hay says, or said, uh, the universe speaks to us through our body and through whispers, and then they get louder and louder. By the time I lived on Maui and had had my second near-death experience, I had taken an Excel spreadsheet, and I had found 32 or 34 serious accidents and injuries that had laid me in the hospital. And when I stepped back and looked at that, I'm like, what in the world is going on here? 
Now, I was learning automatic writing at the time, and so I was going into automatic writing and checking in. I had a past life regression session with a, a, a trainee of Dolores Cannon and dove into that, and I kept getting the same story. The story was that I met with a council of elders, and I said, give me the works before this lifetime. Give me the works. You can't take the works. Give me the works. I want the most growth I can get. And <laughs> in a sense, that's what I got. At the same time, what I got out of my first few times doing automatic writing and got out of my past life regression session is that I am meant to speak before thousands or millions from a mountain up on high. And when I first heard that, I thought, that's bogus. That's my ego. That's the part of me that wants to say how great I am. But I kept getting that message over and over and over again until a few years back, I'm living in our dream home at the time in Colorado up on a mountain. And I realized that I was going to be speaking that day, doing another interview that was likely going to reach either hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> it was right all along. So I believe we all came here with divine missions. I won't say there's one purpose, there's one path. Uh, but it's our job to do our best to get in alignment with it and watch those doors open. It won't necessarily be easy for us. Life is life is amazing, but life's not necessarily easy at all. Um, but there are these things that we're all meant to do. We're all meant to have greatness. We're all meant to shine our beautiful, brilliant light on the world. Wow, that's really well said, especially the parts about that we're all meant to do something major. That's how we discover ourselves. I've always been teaching that, which is great. But I completely understand, and I think that's why you and I link together and why your show and interview with me on it was, was a powerful one because we acknowledged something that was very difficult to acknowledge, Right. Yes, you and I, how do you sit there, right? How do you sit there and know in your heart that you're meant to reach a lot of people, that you're meant to be in a big light, that you're meant to be on a big stage, that you're meant to do a radio show, a television show, right? How do you feel all of that and not let it go to your head or let what we everybody says that ego going i'm constantly checking myself because of that do you keep yourself in check and if so how do you do that because let's face it michael not everybody has such law okay others would call it grandiose right ideas i don't believe in that and i know you don't believe in grandiose ideas we're the ones that pump it up so big. You know, we're the ones that honest stars and, and the girls throw their underwear at uh, rock stars. You know, <laughs> we're the ones that do that. But it's not because they are better than us. It's that they're taking on what they, they want to do. But in this world where everybody thinks we are and we can get caught up, I'm sure you've been criticized. I have. I'm sure people said these things. How do you keep yourself in check, or do you need to? A couple things. First off, I have Jessica. <laughs> my, ah. my wife, Jessica, would, would very easily keep me in check. But the fact of the matter is, it's not mine. It's a co-creation. My job is to step into that co-creative place with the universe. But, but that's, that's like saying, 
the earth can shine without the sun. Mm, that could be a little bit difficult. And so I'm continuously in a state of gratitude, continuously giving thanks, continuously remembering that it is a co-creative process. I, I give myself credit, but I also know it's not me. It's not about me. It didn't come from me. And, and that's not a, a false sense of, of humbleness. I am shining bright. Absolutely. Woo-hoo. But it is a co-creation. And the more that I recall that, the more that I step into it, the more that I surrender into it, the more that I cast my burdens to it, the more that I stay bathed in that state of super consciousness, of love, of the Akashic field, of universe, a source of spirit, and remember that it is a co-creative dance, the more I shine and the more everyone shines. The minute that I go to me, and Vincent, I'm guessing you have found this as well, you and I both have what I call instant karma. The higher you vibrate, the quicker things bite you in the butt. The minute the ego tries to get in there, universe will bring us back down to size immediately because of where we're vibrating. Wow. Why? You're, um, you're, you, excuse me, <coughs> you must be a fly on my, on the wall. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm sorry. <coughs> In this new home, a whole bunch of dust is always being raised in the air. But you'd right. absolutely must be on a fly on the wall in my home because I, I, I feel and say the exact same thing and know the same thing. It will bite you because the energy that you're creating, it's, it's like I always liken it to the Star Wars movies. I believe that George Lucas was very metaphysical and spiritual, and that whole story is about us. Both Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader were working on, on the, using the Force, and they both used it very powerfully. But when you step in the dark, that same Force you're using for constructive reasons can become very self-destructive, which is why <laughs> Darth Vader himself became more of an automaton through most, you know, the latter part of his life. So I feel that. So can I ask you, some personal questions there, Michael? Sir, certainly. Okay. And, and let me just riff so off of how, your analogy first. How has, yeah, go yeah, for it. how has your energy bitten you sometimes? Ooh, goosebumps. Yeah, I know. Really deep stuff. I've shared some of mine on this program. You don't have to if you don't want to. But but reason why I ask the, that is because so many people do get bitten in the butt by their own energy, and not only did they need to be able to get through it, they need to forgive themselves for it. So, so what would you say, even if it was one thing that you shared, how did your own, maybe going off the path, maybe forgetting, bite you back? It's really ego in the back door. So after my first near-death experience, I'm like, I'm one with everything. We are all one. And, you know, it was cool stuff, cool stuff. But then I'm like, I am on a mission. I must slay the dragons. I must work myself to the bone to get these messages out to everybody. No, wait, stop, man. The universe doesn't want us martyring ourselves. The universe does not want us putting ourselves on a cross. We've had enough of that. And so I drove myself, and actually once Jessica came into my life, I drove us both into the ground with this unfocused energy, with this ego that's saying, you must do, 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 you must go, go, go. 
And I, I know that's, exactly that's, what you're talking about. That That is truly some of the things that I actually, and I've shared with you on the show, I actually had a heart attack um, myself. Now, now that spiritual bank account I was able to depend on, and there was no heart damage, thank goodness, um, but because mm -hmm. I forgot my actual energy. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why that people are afraid of tapping in and remembering. Marianne Williamson wrote it. It is not our, our inadequacy that we fear. That's not our deepest fear. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. What do you think about that? It's true, but I wonder if that fear has been indoctrinated into us, meaning we were taught to play it small. We were taught to play it safe. We were taught that the largest nail gets hammered down, and it is for that reason that we are so scale of, scared of what if I shine my light, my light bright? What if I live my greatest life? What if I put myself out there? What are others going to think? What am I going to think? What if I shine my light bright and, quote, fail because we have all been taught that failure is a bad thing when really we fail our way into a higher level every single time. And so we have been, as Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements would say, we were domesticated to forget who we are and play it small, all for our highest good. Again, coming back time and time again, universe is setting us up for our greatest good. But one of our great challenges is to lean into the light and lean into our greatness with everything we've got. And then when we trip and fall, to go, wow, isn't that interesting? Dust ourselves off and bring ourselves right back into the light. I agree with you. I agree that we've been indoctrinated, right? I agree with all of that. Wouldn't you say, though, that the leaders... And when I mm -hmm. say leaders, I'm talking about those people that um, take control of our lives from the very beginning. Such It starts out with a parent. The parents wind up being our leaders until we're old enough to take on our own command. Um, uh, but then also the spiritual leaders, the religious leaders, the political leaders, then the governmental leaders, the, the community leaders, our bosses. Right. I mean, certainly you always hear, just like you said, a boss want to push you down and, hey, you're not you're not bigger, stronger than me. You got to listen to me. Didn't they then have this understanding from maybe past, maybe way past our ancestry, our history, uh, maybe a place like Atlantis where where we the story is that we self-destructed. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible is an example of that. It wasn't about God destroying us. It was about us destroying ourselves. Couldn't these leaders be tapped into that and without knowing it, which is the reason why they want to suppress? Um, is it always universal guidance that causes that or is it? Yeah, our misinterpretation. We're going to come back and answer that question on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Michael, hang in there. We are at commercial break. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, everyone, welcome back. And if you are just joining us, we are with special guest Michael Sandler from the Inspire Nation show. You need to go there. Listen to me. First of all, if you're just joining us, please be sure to go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast when Michael starts speaking about some of the experiences, some of his own personal experiences, and how he got on this path you don't want to miss that, but you certainly don't want to miss the rest of this. And go to InspireNationShow.com, InspireNationShow.com. So, Michael, before the show, you were telling me about getting that RV, taking the show on the road. All right, first of all, what led you to that? You also said you were doing some automatic writing. Was there some guidance in that in getting the RV and telling you to move on? I mean, I know I told you in your reading that it was time for you to expand and get out into the world even more so. Tell me what led to what you're doing now. It's been a seed that's been planted in us for uh, since almost the moment that Jessica and I were together or got together this seed of traveling and exploring and speaking with people. And it's taken on, excuse me, several iterations. And it doubled back, excuse me, frog and throat. It doubled back around once we got here to just outside Joshua Tree this winter. Uh, We had come off of a a small RV tour that hadn't actually been as ideal as we wanted. There'd been a forest fire, a second forest fire by our home in Colorado, and it was time to move. And, um, once we got settled and grounded here, that seed that had been planted started to pull, started to tug at our hearts, and then started to come up both through our automatic writing. And we have a book, Awe, the Automatic Writing Experience, which is number one angels and spirit guides book out there. But, but we, we got this tug on our heart, and we started going into a process of manifestation that we teach in our book called the Woohoo Eight. Woohoo! It's about getting Woo-hoo. your energy up in different – yo, geez, you've got it going in spades – getting our energy up in these different areas of life and then attracting in or being drawn to what we desire. And it's been about a two-month process of drawing in. I guess there's a part of me that wants to be apologetic in my abundance, but, but let's not go there. We got the best RV slash rolling studio on the planet. We got the best truck to pull this best RV. And we are going to live in a 500-square-foot traveling home-slash-recording studio, go out, meet with people, learn about their journey, learn about their experiences, talk with guests on the road. And it all came out of our automatic writing and what I call time in the space capsule, which is what I've been teaching about weekly through a manifestation mastery circle. I've been channeling. I channeled Neville Goddard for a month, then I channeled uh, or Napoleon Hill for a month, then Neville Goddard then Florence Scovel Shin, and this coming month I'll be channeling Wallace Waddles on the science of getting rich. But I teach people how to go into this, you can call it a visualization capsule, I call it a space capsule, and to visualize and envision what you desire, realizing that that was planted, that seed was planted on you from the universe, and to bring it into existence. And so I can step out of our uh, retreat center here, and I have this amazing unbelievable road train to take us on on the road and take us around the continent to do incredible things 
that all came out of spirit, every single bit. Now, certainly we played a role in our amplitude of the energy, but I'm still, I've only been home since last night with this vehicle going wow, 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 wow. Well, I'm glad you're going wow, wow, wow. I'm sitting over here going wow, wow, wow. And I hope someday, some way, you get over here to North Carolina. But if not, I don't care. I'll oh, come we will. find you. Um, it, you know, what's, what's really amazing, here's the interesting part. I'm seeing, now, now let me finish before you jump in there. Remember those old um, um, evangelic, you know, tent revival shows that went on the road? I believe that we were inspired to do something like that, to instead of building a brick-and-mortar church, which if anybody reads the gospel according to Thomas, it Jesus, when Jesus said, upon you, Peter, I shall build my church, the rest of his sentence was, and let it not be of brick and mortar. I feel we're all tapped into that. But of course, the revivalists use that as a means of making money, which again, it was filtered through our humanness. And it went that way. However, I really feel that what you're doing was meant to be done. Bring it. Why do you think Jesus and all the spiritual leaders, Gandhi, they did nothing but walk through the countryside and went from country and place to place and city to city to bring the information to them? I, I kind of feel you're like one of those spiritual leaders taking it on the road. You're just doing it the modern way. What do you think? Wow. <laughs> Certainly hadn't been in that company, but hadn't, um, hadn't thought of it that way. What we're doing is allowing it to unfold, but you have just planted. Thank you, Vincent. I want to pause. I want to take a deep breath. We're moving fast. Thank you. What you just said just planted a very powerful seed. And if nothing else, I was meant to speak with you today for that and to see what births and what comes of it. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I think so. I absolutely think so. And the greatest thing about them, if you do remember, Michael, if you go deeper, they never had to do anything to attract the crowds. They had to be them. They had mm -hmm. to show up. They had to believe with their intent and that in itself became the energy that went out and advertised them in the world and that wherever they went the crowds gathered and that's what I'm feeling you're going to be doing and now because the you know back in those days the you know the territory was so small comparatively speaking now you've got to take an RV you know, you got to take something, man, if you're going to get across any part of this country, right? And and I and I'm absolutely feeling that you are the spiritual teacher that's going around in person to all these people, and the coronavirus and the pandemic that stopped everything. If you think about it, would make people appreciate the in-person appearance more. Wow. So I, I kind of feel you're all set up. 
It's it's interesting. A couple of things come to mind because my dad has been watching this and pulling the golden thread. And he remembers back uh, more than a decade ago when we were uh, best-selling authors of, in a different iteration of our lives uh, of the book Barefoot Running. And we spoke at different venues all across the country. Or if I go back 10 years before that, when I rode my bicycle, because of a dream, I sold all my racing gear and rode my bicycle 5,000 miles in 40 days solo unsupported across the country to help people. This kind of brings that full circle and all together. And it does. The, the wild thing about this RV and the reason that I picked this one in particular is it has two patio decks, patio decks that wow. unfold from this. So you could be speaking up on a stage. I know I'd hop off and be at ground level, but you can be speaking up on a stage and it even has outdoor speakers to broadcast. It's like it's set up for it, kind of ooga booga. <laughs> wow! It's oh my literally gosh, set up that to sounds be able so to exciting and so much fun. I love it—a traveling stage. Yeah, it's got an awning over that traveling stage and everything. Wild. Okay. All right, so you've got this whole setup. This is fabulous. Which, by the way, Michael, just so that you know, you didn't even need that. I mean, I can just see you standing on a mount and speaking to everybody and reaching everybody with your energy anyway. That the yeah. RV is the universe giving you the comfort to be able to do this work because it can be difficult out there between the weather, between the different environmental things. But that's for you um, uh, to, to enjoy. But it's something that you absolutely didn't don't even need because of who you are and your energy anyway. All right. So fabulous. So now people are drawn to you. You're in a place. You're in Oshkosh, Minnesota, and you're set up and you're doing an event. What can people expect? You know, that's a brilliant question. What people can certainly expect out of any event is it's just like speaking with you. It's an attunement. Uh, there's a vibration that comes out. There's something that will raise them up that, is, that goes far beyond the words. That they can definitely expect. To understand more of who and what they truly are, that they can expect. To be able to, I mean, our mission, Jessica and myself, is to raise people's vibration, elevate consciousness, shift humanity. They will get some of that. The rest of it, honestly, between you and me and everybody listening, I can't say because spirit will speak through me. And why so you? I have, why well, you, Michael? Speaks through. I'm, I'm well, waiting to hear. Through all of us. Okay, I know that. I know I'm part of that. So, so what? What's? What can they get from you that they can't get from going to the library and picking up a book? Energy. As you talked about at the beginning of this show, I hold a very unique frequency. I can't speak of how it came about, why it came about, but it is there. And that's why everybody is drawn to our books, to our shows, to everything that we do is the energy that you feel. But unlike a motivational speaker where you get rah, rah, yay, let's do this. And then the next day you're like, what? <laughs> this is yeah. an attunement that I give people. And so uh, they feel wait, better. I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. Say that again, please. Say that last statement again. This is an attunement I give people. I give and people. Wow. Yes. 
I am going to tell you right now, and I've said this before, and people need to hear this, okay? It is not the message. It is the deliverer. Okay? It is not the message. It is the, the deliverer. Now, can that sound very egotistical? Absolutely. But I am telling you something right now. It even states another parable in the Bible is about how the deliverer can be pretty and wear the right cloaks and say the right words. But if the deliverer of the message does not have those words embedded in his or her heart, the words will fall by the wayside. And the reason being is, Michael, if you're mm -hmm. trying to teach people that they have all that you believe that they have, you have to be an example of what you want them to believe. And that, to me, is part of the formula of helping down here. How does that fit you? You swallowing that? The word alignment comes into mind. You have to be... And if I look back at the accidents that have happened in my life, I was out of alignment and I'm continuously seeking more alignment. So I am helping give an attunement to people. I am working on my attunement at a higher level as well. And we have to, Vincent, you are so right. We have to live this. And the instant karma I talked about earlier is when we are out there and we aren't living it, we will be brought back into it quick, fast. So, yes, if I am vibrating at the level of the message, the message goes out into the world. No. If I am vibrating at a different frequency, it goes nowhere. Absolutely right. That's what I wanted them to hear. I needed everybody to hear that because one of the things that I was going to be talking about and in probably next month, is about that. Those people who believe that they're messengers, those people who want to be messengers, what do they need to do in order to actually have an effect on people? And you just said that. So, okay, what exactly, if you can, if you can pinpoint it, I know you just said you have to wait till spirit winds up telling you, and I get that, that's a higher part of you, but in most of your teachings, in most of your gatherings, what seems to be the primary message that you are trying to relay or empower them with when people come to you? What is that? That you have the power within you. That you don't need me. You don't need Vincent. You don't need anybody. It is within you. And so we get to tune into the unique frequency of you to bring out all of your skills, all of your gifts. You are love. You come from love. You couldn't be anything other than love, no matter how much you try. Now, I teach things like automatic writing specifically so that you can tap into spirit and tap into source on your own. But it's an empowering message of who and what you truly are. I love that. And one of the things that I love about you, Michael, when I was on your show that I hope you're feeling on this show now is we see each other's greatest side and we speak it of each other, which is the reason why I'm bringing up what I'm bringing up. And all the listeners, you have to understand a person like Michael 
And I love including myself in that. I love, I, I feel absolutely honored and blessed to be able to include myself in a Michael colleague work. That we are capable of seeing a side in you that maybe you've forgotten completely, but we reflect it back. And Michael, that's what I hear you do so much of, is you reflect back to people who they really are. Somebody needs to see that, right? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Everybody listening, you're filled with greatness. You are greatness. You come from greatness. Couldn't be anything other than greatness. And I certainly see that. It's interesting. You and I both see it even in the worst of moments. It doesn't mean that we're you know, dancing at those times, but we can see the innocent child. We can see the beauty of the divine in everyone and everything. And we can also see people's wounds, and we want to help them to be able to heal and move past those wounds so that they can bring that light forward. But it's in each and every one of us. For myself, I'm sure for you as well, even though the worst can appear before us, we realize we are all one. And that's not just, uh, what do they call it, old days, they called it lip service. It's real deal. Any dispute that you have, any, anybody, is the right arm fighting with the left arm, is the right foot fighting with the left hand. And when we can grasp that and realize the divinity, realize the spiritual nature, our spiritual essence, our frequency goes up. Our person next to us, their frequency goes up. The frequency of the entire planet goes up. And I'm looking forward to an energetic state change of humanity itself as we each, I'm very selfish about this. I want to see all of humanity make it from one electron state to the next state, to go to leap up in state. And that comes from you shining your light bright, which then becomes contagious on the next person and the next person and the next. So you do a lot of radio shows. You have your own show. You've yep. done a lot of electronic things. Everybody seems to think that, uh, well, everything is now turning to Zoom and, and on internet type of, of thing. Do you think it's really going in that direction or do you think that there is a major importance of being in person with people and people being in person with each other? Yeah, huge, huge. I mean, you led the witness on that one. Um, you know, they, they would say what belly to belly is, is how discussions and negotiations are done in Japan. We need that. We need in-person time. We need that, that raising of the frequency. We need that community. I feel that is so important. Zoom is great. Zoom is changing people's lives. Skype is changing people's lives. But that in-person connection, I do have a dream of being in stadiums, of filling entire stadiums. I speak before stadiums worth of people each and every day, but I want to fill the stadium and feel that place hum and feel that place vibrate and see people laugh and cry and cheer and go quiet and experience the full range of emotions all plugged in together and amplified. We talk about uh, Lynn McTaggart, Power of Eight. You get 100,000 people together focused on a single intent in a stadium, now you're talking. Oh, my God. It's my greatest dream, too. So anybody who's listening right now who is in charge of a venue, a stadium, anything like that, if you want to have the greatest experience, the most powerful experience, you can contact Michael 
And you can contact me. The both of us together will blow the roof off of that stadium, Michael. Holy moly. You spoke about it in our interview. You're speaking about it now. It's going to happen, Vincent. I love it. I cannot wait. But do you also do private one-on-ones with people? If If so, share that and how somebody can get something from you like that. I do a very limited number, so you can certainly reach out and we can get you started down that road. You can go to inspirenationshow.com backslash coaching to find out about that. And if I can't get you in, because I am doing, like you, we're pulled in many directions. We get to focus that energy. If I cannot meet with you one-on-one, then we have our Manifestation Mastery Circle class every Wednesday night, four Wednesdays a month, where we get together as a community. And it is a, talk about transmuting energy. These events are on fire. And that you can find out about at inspirenationuniversity.com. And lastly, I hold a once a month class to teach automatic writing, which literally turns your journaling into a channeling process. That's how you can speak with spirit and hear spirit more easily, at least to begin. Then that voice grows louder and louder still. That's at automaticwriting.com. That's fabulous that you are sharing that. People need to understand. You all need to understand. Take advantage of these tools. I mean, certainly I have taught you how to open up your psychic ability, how to in tune to your higher self, to deceased loved ones, to guides, to whatever source of information that's positive that can come through. You want to take advantage of that. We have all those abilities. So I love that you're doing the automatic writing thing because really, if you think about it, that's one of the easiest forms. Everybody is writing notes anyway. Any Everybody is inspired to either journal or jot something down. You always hear that that is very productive psychologically. We used to teach people that. And spiritually. So what better way to continue to get deeper information than to just take it beyond a conscious level to a higher conscious level. So, Michael, that's wonderful that you teach that. So, all right. we, we we're, I cannot believe it. We we're at 12.55 already, or 12.56. We only have a few minutes left. What else would you like to share with everyone? And where is your next stop or first stop? Where can people get in touch with you besides online, obviously. Where are you going, Michael? That is an excellent question. How I described it to my wife last night is I'm bringing you the ark. Where you want to point the ark is none of my business. So (laughs) we will leave here in California. There's talk about going up the West Coast, though this morning she's uttering more of a desire to go visit her family as quickly as possible. I know we'll get through Colorado. I'm confident we'll get through South Dakota, which right now we're calling our home away from home. And then we will be at some point, I would say by the first week of July in the Northeast. And then from there, I don't know. I am so open. And my, my only, not even parameter, my mantra is kind, gentle, easy, good. Kind, gentle, easy, good. May I have these adventures, these journeys in the kindest, gentlest, easiest way possible for my highest good and the highest good of all, which means I don't want to move fast. I want to move slowly 
And my lesson that I've been teaching lately is about how to get in what's called the flow line. The fall line is a skier goes straight downhill till an object is in their way, turns until the next object, turns until the next object, and follows that state of flow. That's the state that I want to teach people how to get into. That's where the magic happens. And that's the flow line, that state that we're seeking for this journey as well. Man, I love that. I can't wait to see that. Could you do us a favor? Somewhere on InspireNationShow.com, put a map, an actual map, right? So instead of that, and this is just a suggestion, instead of just telling people where the next place you're going, have a physical, because I know I'm, I'm very uh, visual, and I love seeing the map of the United States and kind of like pinpointing your next spot or where you feel. And let even people get involved with you so that they go, where is Michael going next? Oh, my gosh, where do I think he's going? Gosh, I'm feeling it would be it would be someplace over here, maybe or maybe and see if there is a pattern that shows up or something. It just would be so interesting to see the map of your life. You know what I mean? We, we will do that. I love it. I love it. That way people can track our journey. They can see where we're going. We can see where we've been. And uh, they can organize because it, it, that's following the flow line. If people want to get a group together for us to meet, we would be honored to do so. And so that would be a vehicle, no pun intended, but worked great to be able to do that. So this has been incredibly helpful for me today, Vincent. I think helpful for everybody who's following our show. I am so grateful, Michael. We've come to the end of the hour. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And to all my listeners out there, of course, you can re-listen to this over and over again. Michael Sandler from InspireNationShow.com. Be sure you check him out. Come back next week and continue to listen to all the Unity Online radio shows. They're unbelievable hosts, unbelievable information, and certainly we bring some of the most special guests on. Michael, again, thank you. I love you, man. You're a bro. You're a soul bro. We're, we're definitely aligned. And um, you take care now, and everybody have a fabulous week. Bye-bye, Michael. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.